March 26th, Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 35. Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, with a great crowd following him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The boy who had died was the only son of a widow, and many mourners from the village were with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearer stopped. Young man, he said, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk to those around him, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and we have seen the hand of God at work today. The report of what Jesus had done that day spread all over Judea and even across its borders. The disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples, and he sent them to the Lord to ask him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? At that very time, he cured many people of their various diseases, and he cast out evil spirits and restored sight to the blind. Then he told John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And tell him, God blesses those who are not offended by me. After they left, Jesus talked to the crowd about John. Who is this man in the wilderness that you went out to see? Did you find him weak as a reed, moved by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people who wear beautiful clothes and live in luxury are found in palaces, not in the wilderness. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the Scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger before you, and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John. Yet even the most insignificant person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. When they heard this, all the people, including the unjust tax collector, agreed that God's plan was right for they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and experts in religious law had rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. How shall I describe this generation, Jesus asked? With what will I compare them? They are like a group of children playing a game in the public square. They complained to their friends, We played wedding songs, and you weren't happy. So we played funeral songs, but you weren't sad. For John the Baptist didn't drink wine, and he often fasted, and you say, he's demon-possessed. And I, the Son of Man, feast and drink, and you say, he's a glutton and a drunkard, and a friend of the worst sort of sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. I have chosen, and I use the word 
chosen because that's what it really is. To be a friend and brother. I am a brother by the blood of Jesus Christ to Pastor Kong, Pastor Sun, to the leadership and to City Harvest Church. But I'm a friend by choice. A friend is someone that you love. You enjoy being with them. There's a mutual sharing of affection, values, sense of purpose. There's a camaraderie that comes out of it. A friend is also someone that you can count on for support. That even when they don't have words, their presence speaks louder than any words that they can offer sometimes. God gives us leadership, stewardship, and relationship. And those are the responsibilities that we have in life. And he gives us people in our lives for the different seasons in our lives. And some people are there only for a season, but some people are there throughout your entire life. But I want to highlight a passage, and this is not my message, but it is my message. All right, the introduction maybe. Or maybe you're getting two messages. But Proverbs, I'm thinking out loud. But Proverbs 17, 17, in the New King James Version, reminds us of what a friend and brother is. And it says so beautifully, a friend loves at all times. Not just when things are going great. Not just when there are no conflicts. Not just in sunny weather, but in all kinds of weather, in all kinds of circumstances, you can count on a friend to be there. I have a few friends because not too many people fit the category of friend. And I take the word friend seriously. Because the friends in my life are people I know I can count on no matter what. And even if I mess up, even if I make wrong choices, a friend doesn't abandon me. A friend is there. Because a friend loves at all times. Second Part of that passage, it says so beautifully, we can put it back, and a brother, and a brother moves from the level of friendship to a much deeper relationship because a brother is someone who is bonded to you. It is a blood relationship where there's a shared DNA. So it goes even deeper than friendship. 
And interesting, the passage says that a friend loves at all time, but a brother is born for the day of adversity. Wow. In other words, there are people that God places in your life at times that you're going to face some very difficult things and they are going to be attached to you in a very deep and profound way as though you share the same blood, the same DNA. So I want to publicly affirm my friendship with Pastor Kong, son, your leadership, and this ministry. And I want to affirm my brotherhood that for this season, even though it's been 16 years that I've been coming here, but especially for this season, I'm your brother. There are people who will abandon you at times like this because they want to protect their reputation. But if your reputation is intact and filled with integrity, you don't have to worry about that reputation being tarnished. In fact, you bring a level of credibility and integrity to everyone that you're in relationship with. So City Harvest, you heard Pastor Kong say that for you this is the close of a chapter in the life of this church, close of a season. For him, he still has difficult days ahead and he needs your prayers, your support. And I will tell you that the greatest thing that you can do for him is to love what he loves. And he loves this church. Love this church and you'll demonstrate your greatest love for him. Come on, let's give your leadership a round of applause and appreciation. Hallelujah.